It's Glad Time. What are you glad about today? Glad Time is a show about learning to be glad, even in the most difficult circumstances. We will talk about how to walk through those struggles and find gladness along the way. Join me each episode as I visit with real people who share their stories of hardship and how they manage to come to a place of gladness. Robin, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. Very good. That's beautiful good. day. Yeah. What are you glad about today? Um, I am glad just to be living. That's a good thing and, to be glad about. And and have good people around me. Yeah. Good, good friends. Time. Good friends. Good family. Good church family. I mean, I got it going on, I guess. Well, that's I'm happy. I'm happy. Yep. So there you go. Happy is good. Yep. I want to talk today about how you uh, get to be so happy and we'll, we'll cover all that. But first of all, I'd like to know, um, I'd like people to know how we know each other. So I know you from college. We went to college together. Yes. I believe you were a year ahead of me. Yes, I was. You were a crazy, crazy Son of a gun. <laughs> yeah, I had I had a lot of fun. Probably a little too much fun, but we don't t- we don't talk about that. We just we just uh, move on. It, it was great times, and you were just always yeah. a little spitfire, just uh, full of energy, and enjoyed being at school with you. So, likewise, recently, yeah. Well, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And last year, you and I reconnected because we went on a kind of a reunion beach trip together with some girlfriends from college. And you and I ended up kind of riding together part of that time. And I found out in that ride that you had had breast cancer. So I wanted to spend some time with you today. I'm talking to people that I know who've been through it and just kind of trying to help other women who go through breast cancer and the journey that they have to go through, kind of help them through that and how to, how to get to a place of gladness. So we'll, we'll talk about all that. So first of all, good. how did you find out that you had breast cancer? How did that come about? Um, I did, I did regular mammograms from the time I was 40. Okay. And I had moved to Bowling Green, Kentucky from Louisville, Kentucky, and I had let a little time lapse. And um, my daughter was going to school in Bowling Green, and she had gotten married, and her husband had taken a new job here in Louisville. And that's where I always got my mammograms, because my, my place where I moved to is about an hour outside of Louisville. And so I, I decided I probably needed to get back on it because I would go once a year like everybody. And so I went and had it done and they called me and said, hey, we would like you to come back in because we found some spots and we, we're going to talk to you about it and do some biopsies on that. And so they did and they came back and they told me that I did indeed have breast cancer. So that started my breast cancer journey. <laughs> Well, now, 
you said you got checked yearly. Was that because of family history or was that just because you were 40 and your doctor recommended it? How come you? Well, in my case, I had had a lot of cysts in my breast and I would have to have them drained. So I was kind of already on the watch list a little bit on that. I see. So that's one of the reasons, too. Is and then right before, right after I was, right before I was diagnosed, my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer about a year before me. Oh wow! So that 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 was another thing that you know really prompted me to not letting more time lapse. So and what so they told on? me. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say what happened on her journey. How did how did that go? She she had she uh, had one breast removed and she is fine. She's doing, she's doing really, really well. Okay. So you found out and then you said that started your journey. Did you have a similar journey to your mom or how, how was yours the same or different? My, my, I had a different type of cancer than her. Hers was very aggressive. Mine was not. We had different types. So her journey was a little different than mine. Plus she was older. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, and she didn't choose to have any reconstruction when she had, I had a double mastectomy, so, okay. and, and and I went with, with having reconstruction. She did not. Okay. She just decided to just have one removed and be done, mm-hmm. basically like that. She did not have to have any chemotherapy or anything like that, so. So tell me a little bit more about what that experience was like for you. How did you come to that decision about what to do and how long well, was that recovery and all that? It's, um, I came to that decision because when I went in to talk about it, when I started, they told me it was very small. Well, when I, they initially did the surgery and, and, um, they told me that it was stage two, so it was more it was more aggressive than I than they had told me in the beginning. So they gave me a couple options. Um, I could do a lumpectomy, and w- I would have to have uh, chemotherapy and radiation. Uh, le- um, and they were going to do some numbers and see if you know exactly what that would be look like. Um, or I could just, I could have one, have it removed. And, and then, then the third option was a double mastectomy and just have both of them taken off. And, and that's what I chose to do because that came with, um, no, um, radiation and, uh, the chemotherapy was to be determined based on the numbers that they give you of what your reoccurrence rate would be and all that kind of stuff. So I chose to do the double mastectomy, which is a, it's about a two year process. It takes about two years. So what about it takes two years? Did they, first of all, well, uh, we'll answer that question. Then we'll go back to the numbers. What, what about, what about it takes two years? Yeah. Why does Um, it, well, when when you when you have surgery, um, they they put your implants uh, in at that time. And what I mean by that is, they put a disc and then they fill it with um, saline to get 
the size that you they have to stretch your skin. And so that takes about six months to a year with that in there. And then after that, they will put your implants in. Then you every process is you have to heal for at least probably four months or five. And then you go to the next step. The next step for me was the implant. And then I healed from having the implants put in. And then they go in after you heal and they give and they reconstruct you a nipple. And that takes, you know, probably another four or five, six months. And then after that, um, they see how your, you know, your implants look. And then in my case, they had to go and take um, fat out of my stomach and fill in the places to make it look more natural. Okay, and then the light about that. <laughs> no, I was not. I said, "Could you take some everywhere that I really want you to?" But they said, "No, they that wasn't part of the deal." So I didn't get that. But and then after that, they give you a they tattoo you a uh, what they call it a nipple uh, I a or uh, you know what I'm saying aola yeah. yeah. So, so it looks more natural. Yes, yeah, so it looks more natural. And uh, so that's, and then, of course, you have to go back and they tweak things. I've had to, I had to have the fat twice, so. So you. Uh, they, they finally got them, they finally got them right. So that was your first tattoo. That was my first tattoo. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't joke about that, but no, no, that's we did joke about that. I was like, I'm okay, sure I'm like uh, 55, and I got tattoos now. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, it's an experience. It's an and it's a long process. It, well, what it, kind it of is. did you have any side effects from any of the treatments? Did you like going back to the numbers? Did you have any numbers that were scary? Did they want to do chemo, or what happened with all that? Well, I had a, a rather young doctor. I still have her, but um, and she was going to seminars all the time for to see to see you know if a if a person does chemotherapy if they're in this uh, risk factor or their numbers are here would chemotherapy do them any good? And so she calls me in and says. If I had called you in two weeks ago, I would have given you chemotherapy. But the numbers that you have versus what the numbers are showing, you know, of test cases, chemotherapy would do you no good. It wouldn't. It wouldn't raise your factors any for the for the good. So I did not have to have chemotherapy, which I was very thankful for. And that so. was how long ago that that you find that when you had them removed, how long ago was that? Uh, it was 2018, around okay. March. So um, you asked me if I had any side effects. The worst part for me in reconstruction was, I think, the the implants they put out to stretch your skin were very uncomfortable. And I'm an outdoors person, and... Believe it or not, they were very heavy and hot. Mm. 
that was probably, if I could say it, the whole process, that was probably the worst process for me. It's just that, the, that stretch the skin though, but, yes. but not the real implants. They weren't, they weren't. No, it, 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 it was really different after that. Uh, but yeah, the implants, they were heavy. They were, you, you could, you could feel them inside your body. So, you know, the, the hardness of them. So it was, it was hard to, for those probably five or six months to, that was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. that 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 part of it so i would do you, it again though i would do it again though having gone through all of it i would still do it again how so how often do you have to go get checkups now that you- i started out every three months i'm at six months for one more time and then i'll go to a year okay. and then you probably do a year for i don't know probably four years and then I am actually on a hormone blocker because my cancer was estrogen driven Mm -hmm. so I have to take that for like seven or eight years and I've had some side effects from that um hot you know just being really hot and not being able to stand the heat I was a huge lake person and it's really hard it was hard for me and it still is to be in the sun uh you know for a long period of time without, you know, having water or something like that, you can get in. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things that I noticed from the, the, the drug that I was on. I'm on Litrazole, but, uh, that and joint aches, but you know, I'm just glad I didn't have to have chemotherapy. So I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. I, you know? I just talked to another friend who um, had a very similar journey to yours. And same thing. She was on the estrogen blockers and all that, had the double mastectomy. And so it's it's kind of funny to hear you telling the story. But what, what do you think? I mean, going through that whole process, everything that you had to go through, what do you think was probably the hardest thing about, you know, not just physically, it can be physically, but what was the hardest thing about just going through the whole cancer process? You know, I think for me, maybe, and this is going to sound weird to you probably, but I think the hardest thing was what was coming to grip with the fact that you're sick. I didn't feel sick. You know, I didn't feel like I had cancer or anything. So I think that probably was. The, the main thing is like, you know, people would, you know, be looking at you and saying, oh, I'm so sorry. And you'd be like, sorry for what? I mean, you know, because I didn't feel bad. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and another weird thing about that is, I guess the most, the saddest thing to me was, you know, you, you go to a lot of doctor's appointments and you're always there with other cancer patients. And I always felt like I dodged a bullet because every time I went, there'd be somebody there that got really, really bad news. Mm-hmm. And you could tell it in their body language or or they went in and they came out different than they went in. That was really, believe it or not, that was really hard on me because mm-hmm. I felt almost guilty. Right. Because, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't have, I, I, I got, I was spared all that. That, I mean, that may sound weird to you, but it was just, I don't know. No, it that was really emotionally, lucky. emotionally, it was really hard on me because yeah. I just felt like that I, I got lucky and they did. Yeah. My sim, my sympathy for them was just. 
increase over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's because it's such an emotional thing anyway. That would just that was just terrible for me. So that. that's what I was going to ask you next. If you felt like having gone through that, that it has increased your um, empathy for other people when they are going through things. Do you think that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And, and and you find yourself, if you're in the cancer club, that's what we used to call it. Um, you find yourself being other people's um, cheerleader because you've been there. You've already gone through it. You know that at night, one of the things at night, it it was like all the fears came at night when you went to sleep. I mean, when you lay down because it was quiet. Your family wasn't you know, talking to you or that, and you started to, you started to worry about, am I going to survive or am, you know, all these things, prayer, prayer, you know, was the number one thing that helped just to turn it over to God and say, you know, whatever is going to be is going to be, but that at night, I've heard other cancer patients say that too. It's like at night, you're just like, you, you, you lay down to go to sleep and all of a sudden your eyes pop open and you're like, Wow. Mm-hmm. all the fears come at night but you know you learn how to deal with all that stuff and just get on with it you know well I think you, you know we even in life not even not even having cancer just even in life I think sometimes we we stay busy just to not right. deal with other things right exactly know, other problems we have and so I'm and sure night just night just makes it all I don't know mm-hmm. quietness makes you think I guess but yeah. yeah, that's, uh, but. So how did you, how did you manage to stay positive and stay in a glad spirit during the days and during the weeks of all this whole process? I know you must have gotten like just weary of going to the doctor and weary of yeah. all the things that you were going to have to go through. How did you, how did you find gladness in that process? Well, I think I just came to a determination that I was here in this moment. I had I had to go through all this stuff and if I if I laid down and felt sorry for myself, I didn't think that would do me any good because I I was where I was at and I think that um that's how I dealt with it. I just said, okay, here's the, here's what I have to do. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it with the best attitude that I can do it with because I felt like if I didn't, I wouldn't be successful at it. I guess that's how I would answer that. Did you feel like, um, did, this is just kind of a random question, but did you feel like laughter played a role in, in your, journey or did you no yes I mean I was I was surrounded by really good people my family and friends and other ladies that uh, some of my friends had had breast cancer and they were a huge encouragement to me when I would get that way at night because they would say okay you can call me I don't care if it's you know three o'clock in the morning if you get to where you're feeling like you're you know whatever and and I would call them and we and, and they would they would tell me things like, "Don't get on the internet and look at all of these support groups. Don't do that. 
because there are people that are whiners on there and you don't, you don't want to, they'll scare you to death. Mm -hmm. Just do what you got to do and be happy and just be like you always are. Be, you know, laughing and crazy, like you said, and, and, um, just keep a good attitude. And so that's what I try to do during it. What kind of humor do you like? (laughs) Oh, you know, I'm just crazy. I I, I just do crazy stuff. I mean, you like to play jokes on people or do you like being sarcastic? I mean, what, what would you consider maybe your type of humor? Um, I would probably say that mine is, uh, Taking people's stories and just telling it my own way, you know, like if I, like if we're in a group of somebody and I'm friends with you and we've had an experience together, I, I would just try to make something funny out of that, and that's usually. I'm not. I'm, I wouldn't consider myself a sarcastic. I don't guess. I just just crazy, just nutty. You like telling stories on people. Yeah, and, and 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 I can usually find a a funny story about anybody like, that, that connects that that connects us together. I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. You do do that. <laughs> I've experienced that firsthand. Yeah. Well, overall, in your whole experience, uh, did you have a lot of ups and downs, or? Did you feel like you had a pretty easy ride or did you, were there times where you just weeped? I mean, what, what kind of emotions? Yeah. You you know, I just kind of let my emotions go where they wanted to. Like if I felt, if I felt like crying, I just let myself cry. But then I would be like, okay, well, we got to get on with it. I mean, you can only cry for so long and, and, uh, and I would count my blessings, believe it or not, you know, like, Look, you know, it could be worse. Like you, you could have chemotherapy or you could, they could have looked at you and said, there's no hope for you. You know, just kind of straighten myself out on that. When I'd start feeling sorry for myself, I would just switch my mind on to, if, if, if I got to a track where I didn't think it was good for me, I'd try to switch it off and count my blessings or go laugh with some crazy person like me and, call somebody up and say, Hey, let's just go do this or that. And they would, they would do that. Yeah. So. Well, you mentioned you, you had several people who'd been through breast cancer that you would call and talk to. Did you have a pretty large support group or uh, yes. family or who, who was, who would you say? Uh, I would say I had, I had a couple friends who had been through it who were, just wonderful to me because they understood. And my husband was really, really, he went to every doctor's appointment with me every time he was, he was really, really supportive of me. And then, um, my children and my mom, of course, cause she had been through it too, you know, they'd all, but yeah, I, I, I just had a, a good network of people that, yeah. that kept me, you know, they if they thought I was down, they'd say, "Hey, let's go do this or that." Because you know, we all get down. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, especially at absolutely. that time. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, before we get off of here today, do you have any advice or anything else that you want to say that maybe we didn't talk about uh, for people who are struggling or going through any kind of deal? Do you have anything you want to throw out there for them? Yeah, just uh, 
just rely on your friends and your family and God and, and, um, know that it, 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 if you're going, if you're going to do the reconstruction, it's going to be a long, it's going to be a long haul, but, um, at the end, you'll be all right. You'll, you'll, you'll come through it and, and it'll make you a better person for what you've been through. I can tell you that it, it does. Cause it, it, it can, it sobers you up that time is short, that you're, fr- you know, the people that love you rose to the surface and, and, um, they're there for you and it builds a bond. Um, and know that changes your perspective. Yeah, it changes your perspective, and 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 you know it just you know it's it's like everything else. Bad things, good things come out of that too. I, I, I understood the the um, getting on with life and not letting little things get in the way of you and your family. You know, not not petty things, just to focus on what the real stuff is. You know. But that's what yeah. I would say. Just just remember that your family and, and friends will be there for you. Well, and I just think it's, it's you mentioned uh, several times about people that have been through the experience. And I just think it's so important. I'm so glad that you agreed to do this because I know you don't really like talking in front of people like per se. But No, but that's okay. I would do, I would do it if, if I could help one person. Exactly. And I think that's, I think that's what's so important about going through trials is to share your story so that if you don't share it, how's anyone going to benefit from that? You know, it's just so important to share so that we can all help each other through whatever struggles we're going Absolutely. through. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I thank you for doing this with me and I wish you luck at all your future appointments. I hope you go to one year. I hope you're able to do that. Yeah. That's it. So awesome. Well, thank you, Julie. All right, Robin. Have a great fall. It's beautiful out there. You too, sister. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me today for Glad Time. If you enjoyed listening, I'd appreciate it if you would like, subscribe, and share this podcast. Or if you'd rather, just leave a good review wherever you listen to podcasts so that we can encourage others to find something today to be glad about.